Hello, welcome to the Lifehouse Church Beloved Podcast. My name is Lena Hobson and I'm here with Carolyn and Stacey Thomas. How are you going girls? Good, thank you. We are continuing on with our series on Proverbs. Last podcast we spoke about words, we looked at the power of words, they have the power of life and death, they can heal or wound and we talked about some of their limitations. Um, you know, they can't substitute for actual action. They can't alter the facts. And we're going to continue on looking at the um, limitations of words. And the first one is words cannot compel a response. So Proverbs 29 verse 19 in the Amplified. A servant will not be corrected by words alone. For though he understands, he will not respond nor pay attention. And I think what's just really telling us is we can't force people to respond. You know that expression as well, you can take a horse to water, can't make it drink. You can tell a person, you can give it advice, um, but a wise person knows that you can't force them to follow it um, or to do it. And wisdom is knowing when to let go. And it's so often really frustrating because you know that your words and your advice are going to be life-giving, but you can't manipulate or force the person to listen to or to do it against their free will. And, um, you know, sometimes you might be battling an issue and you might be talking into a person's life, giving them advice, and, and then eventually you get to a point where you stop doing it and they might think, oh, that's good, you've stopped nagging me. But in fact, it's come to a point where, you know, you've reached, well, okay, I've spoken so many times and now I'm just leaving it and handing you over. Yeah. It's hard as well if you kind of, you're <laughs> almost in like a group situation trying to speak over to a person and, you know, I, I'm at the point of, all right, I'm done. I'm ready to cut. Whereas this person over here is like, no, 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 we need to push further. We need to go further. What happens if this, what happens is that, you know, it's, it's that awkward situation of like everyone kind of comes to their limits. <laughs> and, but there's also those certain personalities that like you're saying there will might, might keep saying, oh no, no, we got to keep trying, keep trying. And sometimes they are in the wrong, like they don't know there's a certain time where you have to actually stop and cut. Mm. And I find certain personalities will always mm. be trying to say, oh no, well, let's keep trying. Keep... And, and you have to be really careful of that. And yeah. the person's just, they're not, they're not following up. Like the person that you're chasing. Yeah. They're, they're not responding. They're not responding. Yeah. They're not, you know, yeah. Yeah. they're not doing this. So yeah. And, and, and a lot of Christians have that where, oh no, we keep trying, we keep trying. And actually it gets to a point where you're just enabling them. You're not actually helping them. Yeah. yeah. That some people have that pers passive personality, or they don't like to say no, or they don't like confrontation, and so they just, you know, Keep they going. don't know when to cut. Yeah, and well, you've got to cut at a certain point. The traditional church has taught us yeah. that you just keep trying yeah. Yeah. and you never give up. Um, and it's that's what pastoral care is is yeah. that always chasing people down. But Jesus put down the challenge yep. and he said, You follow me, yep, all this. And they, yeah. if they left, he never followed them. He didn't them. run he after just, them. Yeah, he just kept exactly. going. This is this is my yeah. plan. This is what I'm doing. Yeah. You can come yeah. or you can leave. It's up to you. And, and you know, you're not helping people like when you carry on like that, when it is time to cut and to, to leave it. 
because they're not ever coming to that point of where they have to wake up or they have to or they get that sort of yeah um crisis where like okay which way am I going to do or whatever you're just enabling 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 and it's not and as you said Lena Jesus didn't do that yeah even with the rich young man that came and he told him this is what you have to do and he walked away and left as you say Jesus didn't follow yeah and and the, even the the whole story with the prodigal son he walked away the father didn't go and run after him and go and look for him and take him out try and beg him to come out the pig farm he left him he let him walk away yes he was ready to receive him but he had to come back you know yeah. and often like you say that whole concept of pastoral care to me it's all that a lot of it is that false love stuff it's this teddy bear passivity whatever we just put up put up put up and it can actually drain you and, and you have a responsibility as well to be wise with your time yeah and, you know, there's a scripture that says as well about Leech has two daughters. They just cry, give me, give me. Mm. And, and those are those type of people that you keep just trying to, and you're wasting, you're spending all your energy and all your time on them. Yep. And you have to reach Nothing. a point where this is my life, this is my ministry. If it's not been effective, you need to reach a point where yeah. you move on. Yeah. Yeah, well, I don't want to stand and be counting to God for my life. And, yeah, I just kept chasing this person, giving all my time. When yeah. there's another person I could have moved on to exactly. who was actually willing. And okay. I think what you're saying, Carolyn, about, like, sometimes people need that jar, that yeah. shock, that wake-up call. Oh, they're not chasing me anymore. What's yeah, going on? Exactly. Sometimes you all need to go, well, that's it. We're done. Yeah. We've tried. Yeah. Over to you. And it right. says in the verse, though they understand, they will not respond. Yeah. So they understand, and it's like they almost want the people to keep chasing yeah. them because they get. It's almost like they're getting a thrill out of it. Well, they're getting attention, and yeah. they're not having to not being challenged to but do they anything will not about respond, it. Yeah. So yeah, that's the thing. Like it is our responsibility to speak. We are not the Holy Spirit. Yep. We're not responsible for what they do with it. We're not responsible for what they, you know, what yeah. happens. We speak and it's up to the person receiving it, how they respond. Yeah. And you ask God's guidance to know when to cut. You don't yeah. make that decision on your own. Yeah, yeah and you don't and make it because you're just frustrated. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, you will, you'll work through those frustrations and, and you get... And I find even after years and years and if people walked away, and you know, I will sort of think, oh, I could have done more, but it's like, no, we did this for X number of years and there, there's even been times where God has actually told me, like, I've been holding on too long when he's wanted me mm. to cut. Yeah. And it's like you need to be really careful that, you know, you're not holding on when you shouldn't be. And, yeah, so it just takes wisdom, hey? Yeah. Mm. I find I have, like, cycles with people where there are times where I just, for months, I'll just be really frustrated with where they're at and me in my flesh just, like, wants to walk away and go, mm. I'm done. Mm. I'm done with you. But have to wait until God says we're done mm. and it's not just because I feel impatient and yep. I'm fed up. And, and also that, you know, I've uh, sort of, um, we're dealing with a situation once where um, it was like, okay, we, we will try to do from our part to be there and be encouraging and, you know, be there for them until they choose to walk away or X number of times, you know, you can only keep giving advice and if they stop, they keep not taking it. You shouldn't be, you know, if they come, let's say they were coming to you for an issue and you're giving them biblical advice and they still deliberately do not do it. Like, how long are you going to keep, like, letting them just come and it's just a totally wasting your time? 
Yeah, just going over and over. And this is what I've told you to do, but you're not doing it. So why would I just keep giving you this advice when you're not taking it? Mm. So, yeah. Um, sorry, I was <laughs> thinking about something. All right. <clears throat> the thinking podcast, Lena. <laughs> 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 <Can I> share <laughs> it now. <laughs> No, um, all right, the character of his words. So a wise person's words are honest, not false. So a wise person, you know, they don't lie, they don't, you know, they don't deceive, they don't tell those half-truths, don't twist the facts to make themselves look good. Um, scripture tells us that the Lord actually, he detests lying lips. You know, he loathes them, he despises them, he hates lying. So Proverbs 12, verse 22 the Lord detests lying lips, but he delights in people who are trustworthy. God is the God of truth. It's impossible for him to lie. That's part of his unchanging nature that he doesn't lie. And that's why we can put our hope and trust in God. Um, he's like an anchor. He also knows. <laughs> he if, knows. If we're lying. <laughs> he knows all the things. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Um, but a person who lies, they can't be trusted. You're just on sifting sand with them. Yeah. You just never know where you're at. Sifting yeah. sand? Sifting? Sifting? Shifting? Shifting. That would be the, the yeah, correct word. But, but you would word. be getting sifted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I like that scripture you just let, read, Lena. The Lord detests lying lips but delights in people who are trustworthy. And I'm just contrasting those two words in that verse. The Lord detests and he delights. So you just see the absolute contrast there, hey, the opposite. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and people that flatter as well just don't, you know, I'm always <laughs> suspicious of that. People come and are too oh, gushy goodness. with me. I'm like, oh. Yeah. And people, people can't trust you when you're false. Yeah. They know, they can see your facade. Yeah. It's yeah. so obvious when you're being false. Yeah. yeah. You're putting, you think you've got this all, you know, it's all make. You know, you got all your makeup on. You're looking all pretty, but people can see straight through it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. People do a little bit of like to cover my butt, sort of flatter, twist the facts a bit. Yeah. You know, um, <laughs> and white lies. There's no such yeah. thing as a white lie. No, a lie's a lie. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and um, you know, people in leadership don't really appreciate you just covering your butt and lying to them and twisting things, yeah. like. It's not the easiest thing to sit there and go, okay, I stuffed up, and this is what happened, and this is why it's gone really bad. It's yep. totally my fault. Yeah. Um, and that's 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 hard. It takes courage, um, but it's you know it's far better to do that than try to twist and deceive and, and, and it, you'll yeah. be found out. And then how much worse will you look? Because that one lie leads to another oh, lie, and, and then you've got to protect just, yourself yeah, because yeah. of the lie. You got to. Oh man, I remember in high school I would create these. I fabricate these stories and to protect the original lie create it was so much pressure because you had to then <laughs> I can't make, even imagine you doing that. <laughs> it is Carol, just I'm so shocked Carol. Ah, yes. Um you know, and then you create so much pressure on yourself because you've got to remember the, the story and stick to the story and, and um Gosh, it's just easier to tell the truth and just cop the punishment. But the world doesn't know how to handle that. Hey, they get like quite taken aback when you do like come and admit to, well, I stuffed up or whatever. It's like you people they get don't, weirded they out. Get me at work, I'm just hey, like, yeah, like, this, this went wrong because of this. And, me. And, and, <laughs> like, and it's normal what? for them to just cover it, and so they sort of don't know how to handle that. <laughs> you know, I was um, just recently acting deputy at school and. 
um, there's a situation where I had to discuss another teacher with the other deputy in terms of, you know, part of a, a part of her work. And, um, you know, I went back to him later and I said, I mean, it wasn't a tearing down thing. It was just I still just didn't feel comfortable doing it. And I went back to him later and I said, look, you know, I just want to apologise to you that I had to discuss that. But And he's like, we do, do it all the time. Like, we have to discuss... You know, and I was like, yeah, but I was just, I could have done it maybe like this. And I just wasn't, you know, I don't want to be gossiping or just tearing down. I would just yeah. point it out. And like, he was really taken aback because he's like trying to tell me, like, don't worry about it. That's nothing, you know. And yeah. But I just didn't feel comfortable. So I felt the need to go and say something. But they just don't know how to handle that. Yeah. It's funny, like, people tell you stories of, Oh, I went to the shops the other day and I accidentally didn't realise that I had this sitting somewhere and I got home and I realised I didn't pay for it. So they call up, you know, the shopping centre and say, oh, I'm so sorry, you know, I've just gotten home and I have... And the shops themselves are like... Shop, they're like, oh, <laughs> what? yeah. And it's like, it might cost like $2 or it might cost $10, but they're still like, oh... Okay, uh, well that's, that's fine. <laughs> but we almost do it for ourselves, right? Because I'll have a sleepless night because I'm like standing before God in my head and I'm oh, like, no. oh, I just... And that would be, that's my motivating factor is I just like feel too guilty and, oh, you know, yeah. if I've done something, even like I say, if I've spoken out of turn, it just burns me. I have to go and say something and sort it out because yeah. it bothers me so much, which is good. It means my conscience. <laughs> and I'm, I'm listening and responding as well too. Yeah. Mm. Um, a wise, <laughs> a wise person's words are few, not many. I feel this is applicable to me at work. You will not believe I'm such a talker. <laughs> I can't believe it. Ah, <laughs> oh, goodness. <clears throat> so Proverbs ten nineteen: Sin is not ended by multiplying words, but the prudent holds their tongues. And in the Amplified. When there are many words, transgression and offence are unavoidable, but he who controls his lips and keeps thoughtful silence is wise. Man, a loose tongue gets me in trouble every time. Aww. I will speak rashly, begin to exaggerate, lie. It just goes horribly wrong. <laughs> I've got a, another version of that as well that I've memorised. I, I don't even know no, which version. I thought it was the NRV, but I don't think it is because the first one was. But where words are many, sin is not absent. Mm. And I sometimes feel like I should have that tattooed on my hand. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. And, you know, we've mentioned before in James 3 what the damage that, that the tongue can do. And, you know, I've always said over the years, like, my tongue is my biggest asset and my biggest liability. Mm. But lately I've decided I should stop saying my biggest liability because that's almost a negative confession. Maybe I just tongue. need to control it. But, yeah, I mean, it is an asset because it's part of my main gifting and it's you know my occupation and everything's all to do with that but it's just that like controlling and where it's too many words coming out yeah and it doesn't mean we can't talk yeah it's just our choice of words yeah. and <laughs> the impact of those words that we actually select yeah yeah and you know that scripture about um oh i know i can't even remember but about being gentle and quiet you know that scripture yeah, about gentle. I think it's in, in Peter. Yeah. Like a woman's strength is like a gentle and quiet spirit or something yeah. like that. But and it's not about yeah. being And I quiet. used to it's think, like, oh, like I'd practice like now I'm going to be quiet and not talk and like we'd be going out for a drive and Dad's like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. 
don't tell me there's nothing wrong. You're not talking. What's wrong? Then I get into trouble for not talking. And it's like, no, I'm really trying to cultivate this quiet spirit. And it's like, until the Lord showed me, it's not about not talking and being quiet. It's just about your heart attitude being and, restful. you know, being restful before him. And I'm like, because I have to, like, it's really hard. I'm going to try not to talk, not to talk. But it's just my gifting as well, even just to chatter away to David. It's like, why are you so quiet? Like, oh. And I don't want to blow my own trumpet by saying I'm trying to be this, like, quiet, work on that Ruin your own out. Oh, don't lie to me. I know something's wrong. <laughs> Nothing's wrong. She's being quiet. You're not talking. We know something's wrong. <laughs> oh, man. I want to be like this scripture in James 3, 2. We all stumble in many ways. Anyone who is never at fault in what they say is perfect, able to keep their whole body in check. That's See, what I aspire to. trying to be perfect. <laughs> when you die, you will get <laughs> Hey, Jesus never said I could not do it. Yeah, true. <laughs> no, you can be perfect as I am perfect. Yep. <laughs> um, it's called self-control. Yeah, well, I think as I'm, I've realized us, that yeah. um, when I'm talking a lot, and um, a lot of it can be sort of like an attention-seeking, like, look at me, look at me. I'm like, okay, why am I talking and trying to get myself? Do I actually need to be speaking, or am I just babbling away to get attention? So. And you know what you've got to be careful of? Yes, you have to be conscious of that, but you have to be careful you don't swing right to the other yeah, side well, now of because where I went, so... you're getting that condemnation or whatever of, oh, why am I talking? Because a part of your message that you have as well was, and your wounding was that I've got nothing to say so, that's valuable. Mm. And so, you know, you've come out of your shell, if you like, and, um, you know, you've stepped into... You know, your giftings yeah. and what God, and, and started to realize, no, I have got this, I have got stuff of value to say. And so the enemy would then also Wanna twist, that. twist that to yeah. get you to sh to keep quiet and, mm. or you're talking too much. And I'm not saying there aren't times when, you know, you have to have that balance and yeah. that's what you'd have to be conscious of as well. Yeah, well, that's the thing when you're coming out of something, it's really easy to just swing then the other way. And then, yeah. oh no, I've swung too far and swing like. Swing back. Yeah, and just, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. getting that so um, mature that balance. balance. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, all right. Uh, words are not boastful. So, Proverbs 27, verse 2 let someone else praise you and not your own mouth. An outsider and not your own lips. That makes me also think of another scripture that says, don't think of yourself more highly than you ought to. <laughs> <laughs> think of yourself with silver judgment. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I guess it's the opposite, isn't it, of pride is humility. Uh, and so it's wise to be humble, and, and that part of that humility is not boasting about yourself. Mm. But on the other hand as well, that scripture, don't think of yourself more highly than you ought to, I find that... Um, the enemy or use that to condemn me as well so if there's something where I can be feeling a bit chuffed with myself or thing that's not pride and he'll just hammer me with that you know don't being so thank restful. you yeah someone well, yeah, that you're I, not I've been struggling with that because I feel like I'm doing really well at work and I'm like this is where I'm at da, 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 and then I'm like oh am I just being prideful and boastful by saying by recognizing hey this is where I'm at and yeah. you guys I'm operating at this level, you're being a bit unfair to me because yeah. I'm doing this, but yeah. you're paying me for this. So yeah. I'm like, I'm not being prideful, I'm just 
this is the reality of the thing. Yeah. And again, because yeah. that's it, and it's to have, you've got that mature to realise, hang on, no. Because when you're less mature, you'll often take on a lot of that condemnation where without questioning it and hammer yourself down, whereas like you say, you can question, no, hang on, let me look at it. I'm not actually being boastful or proud. And, and I've spoken before, I think, about how the enemy changes his attack. The more you mature and the more you get into the word and know the word, you know, when you are um, younger in your walk with the Lord and maybe you don't have as much of the word in you and you're not as mature, he can just throw lies at you that you will take on easily. But as you get more mature and you get into the word, you should be able to be starting to pick up, no, hang on, that's a lie, that thought's a lie, I'm not taking it. Mm. And so he gets more subtle with it. Yeah. Um, and for me, I'm at the stage where, you know, yeah, there's lots of lies that he can just throw and I'll take on board if I'm not disciplined. But he'll use the word often yeah. to condemn me. And, you know, we saw that he knows, Satan knows the word better than we do. Mm. Um, and we saw how when he tempted Jesus, he came against him with the word of God, but taken out of context, quoted yeah. accurate word for word, but out of context. context. And I mean, that's what the enemy will often do as well. He'll come and throw like a scripture like that. Don't think of yourself more highly than you ought to. And it's coming, you know, and mm. so... I was finding that because it's a scripture, I was taking it on <laughs> and had to come to the point of realizing, no, it's scripture, but that's actually the enemy using scripture to condemn me. And I have to be careful of entertaining that as well and go and look at the scripture in context yeah. and look at the situation. And I was initially just taking it on board because it was a scripture. And that's what you've got to watch. And we spoke last time about watching who speaks into your life just because someone comes as well and speaks into your life with scripture. It doesn't mean yeah. it's necessarily so. You really need to, yeah, be careful. Be careful. Yeah, I like it. Um, Jesus tells a story in Luke about how, um, you know, when people, or well, I think actually it happened um, when you know there's people at a banquet or something, and uh, the all the guests were picking like the great, the best seats in the house. Um, and he was just pointing out how it's far better to be the person who's humble and picks the lowest seat and then get bumped up to yeah. sit next to the host than <laughs> be <laughs> pick the best seat and be like, oh, actually, that's for someone else. In front of everyone, excuse me, uh, that's not your seat. You done there. <laughs> um, so, you know, it's a story about like not um, promoting yourself but being humble and it's, yeah, better to have someone else praise you than... And, and I think as well, we also, there's lots of, you know, there's the scriptures that talk about God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Like you don't want to be resisted by God, right? That's like <laughs> always. And, and even there as well, it's like, you know, often, oh God, please humble me. And it's like the scripture tells you to humble yourself yeah. before God. Yeah. And then, and like you're saying, someone else praise you, whatever. God as well is the one that will promote you and lift you up as you are humble. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah, I like it. All right, um, not argumentative. So Proverbs seventeen fourteen says, um, starting a quarrel is like breaching a dam. So drop the matter before a dispute breaks out. Can you imagine like breaching a dam? <laughs> oh no, it makes me think of that little boy in Holland that would stick, <laughs> stick his finger in the wall. In the hole. You know, and yeah. a, a quarrel, which obviously leads into a bigger argument, you know, yeah. it's always going to, it's always going to accelerate. It's always going to get bigger and it's going to get beyond you, isn't it? You know, yeah. and it's, 
And you're going to start flinging words at each other that you don't really mean. <laughs> Emotion. <laughs> and then it's damage as well, isn't it? Like you say those words that you don't mean you're saying in the heat of the moment and the damage. And then I would still always be like, if David said, oh, well, I didn't mean it. I'm like, no, you did. Like, it's deep in there. If you said it, you know. It's coming out It's from coming somewhere. out. And <laughs> yep. it really, you do mean it. Or it wouldn't even be there in the first, you know, and all like this <laughs> just ridiculous stuff. But... And, and that's where it's better to be sometimes to be righteous than right. Mm. So you might be able to give like an answer back, but that's going to escalate the argument. And being righteous is maybe sometimes, you know what, I'm going to actually keep quiet or back off here because it's just not the time yeah. to speak. It's just going to escalate that argument. No matter what, yeah. they're going to fight back. Yeah, so yeah. it's just so, stepping and, down. And, and again, it's that maturity of like, yeah. oh, well, not thinking like, because I used to be like, well, why am I the one who always has to back down or keep quiet? It's not fair. And where it might just be, you know what, I'm actually being more mature. And I, I realise that, that time, I, need, <laughs> I need to keep quiet and just, this is not the time. We can discuss this later when he's not angry. And when, yeah. you know, David gets angry, he'll often warn me, like, stop talking. And I'll keep going, keep going. But then I'll get upset with him and he's like, I've tried to warn you. Because then I'll come with all the accusations of, you see, I can't even talk to you or... This is your, um, you know, thing to get me to back down. So you'll get, like, aggressive. And, and so I'm forced to back down and I can't get to say, where's... He's just learned that, like, this is a point where just don't push me so that I don't lose my self-control. Yeah. And it would be wisdom for me to just back off. It doesn't mean I can't talk to him, but that's just not the time. It's yeah, like it's throwing petrol on a fire. It's not going to achieve anything. Yeah. Um, there's more chance he'll listen if I do it a different way. And often that's right. Lord, you talk to him because I can't. <laughs> that works really well. <laughs> you know? um, 2 Timothy 2.23 says, Don't have anything to do with foolish and stupid arguments because you know they produce quarrels. Mm. And so, you know, there it was referring specifically to the Gnostic heresy that was trying to come into the church. But I, I think we can just take it as a caution against against any pot, pointless arguing just for the yeah, sake of being for right of or it. for arguing. Yeah. yeah, Ben used to be on like all these um, forums with like atheists and have all these arguments all the time. And after time you realize, what am I doing? I'm spending all this time researching and debating with these guys. I'm not discipling anyone. Yep. They're just having useless arguments with me. They never like think about what I'm saying. They just just get really emotional and yeah. you know talk. You know he's like so he just stopped doing it because it was yeah. just just a waste of his time. And that's what they want though. The world wants to suck you into all that pointless arguing, isn't it? And yeah. just like it's the Holy Spirit that will convict them. And if he says speak, speak, but there's a time when yeah, yeah it definitely. is just pointless. Well, it's like people like get into things on Facebook and stuff like that. Which just it's a waste of your time. You're just yeah. casting your pearls before, before swine. swine. Yeah, you need to be wise. And what you're saying, Karen, like I do the same sometimes. Brent and I are. Um, <clears throat> cross having an argument da, 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 and you're trying to talk to him about something serious it's not the time or the place it's mm. just wait just have some wisdom about you do it maybe wait till the kids are in bed and yeah. da, 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 and like actually have a productive conversation so about yeah. the thing instead of yeah. just we're angry at each other and and i find as well even just like what you're saying the timing you know yes it's pointless when you're in the middle of an argument it's not going to achieve and then you've lost your Thunder, if you like, you've brought up the point and you can't almost maybe bring it up again. Um, but not even that. I'm also finding even when it's not an argument, there might be something that, like, I know that is going to maybe cause some controversy. 
And like I've got a situation that I'm waiting to speak to David about, and let's hope I do before you. (laughs) (laughs) But I know how he's likely to react, and I need him to really listen and listen to you know all the things I'm saying. So I'm aware of that, and so although it's heavy on my heart that I want to talk to him about something that I feel I should do. I know how he's likely to respond at the moment. So I've decided to take a couple of days to really pray Mm. and ask the Holy Spirit to start working in his heart so that, you know, he'll be receptive to, you know, what I have to tell him. And it's not, I'm not meaning in terms of a manipulation. It's it's something I feel like the word's saying and I've been convicted about and I need to do. And, you know, um, he's great in helping me where I'm just going off on a tangent or whatever, but also have to be careful. I don't allow him to help me justify staying in the situation where I need to talk it out. So even there, I need to have wisdom to just start praying ahead of like, you know, that the Holy Spirit and that the timing's going to be right as well. And just, you know, it's not okay. It's not something of an argument between him and I. Yeah. It's just, you know, I really feel strongly about this and I need him to be on board with it, so... Yeah, I I see what you're saying, Carolyn. There's sometimes, like, I might have an idea and I get excited about things and I just jump in, I've, like, half got this thing and da-da-da, and Ben will just instantly... It's just I've picked a poor time, I haven't prepared, Mm -hmm. like, I haven't prayed, it is just... And it just... The thing goes bad... And even though my idea is good, and I think this is what God wants us to do, yeah. if I've poorly timed it, yeah. it goes bad, and then it's even more work to then go back and go, okay, yeah. honey, I really think this is what we need yeah. to be yeah. doing. And and I mean, that's it. And when I talk about praying for the Holy Spirit to work on him, and it's not a case of at all this situation of manipulation, it's just like soften his heart towards this person that I feel we should deal with. Mm. Um, and so that when I come and speak to him, he's going to just, you know. Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, let's um, wrap our podcast there unless there's anything else you wanted to say. All right, cool. Well, thanks for tuning in. Um, if you want to get in contact with us, go onto our website, www.life-house.net, um, and we'll, we'll, we'll catch you next time. <laughs> <laughs>